five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. didn't want to make you become a rock and roller in the uh, 1970s i don't know what would a little dose of uh toxic masculinity to get your morning going here that's um the great grand funk railroad we're an american i mean that video has it all except for women there there are no women in the video I guess that would come later uh, with the MTV era. That, I mean, MTV wasn't even around then. I don't know. There must have been some kind of a promotional film that they had done and um, kind of an early exercise in an MTV video. And not bad. I mean, they're taking the studio uh, rendition of Word American Band and then actually getting them to play it in the studio and then lip syncing. Well, it's not even really, I mean, they're probably playing, right? But they're just using um, the actual recording instead of the playing from the studio, which is fine with me because it sounds great. Produced by Todd Rundgren. And, you know, as I was watching that, I mean, it checks all the boxes. You have motorcycles, both choppers and dirt bikes. You have fast cars. You have classic cars. You have riding horseback. And then at the end, they're like having target practice with a blowgun and trying to pop balloons. Oh, let's not forget the basketball hoop inside of the barn, which is connected to their studio. An American band, an American dream, and an American dream that is fading into our memory. We'll we'll never see anything like that again. I mean, that video, if it was produced today, would be just roundly dismissed. And I don't even think that the way that society is set up right now, that young men would try to aspire towards a life like that now. I just I just don't think it's you know, part of the part of the cookbook. It's a very interesting look back into time. And um I was I was thinking about how musicians and rock and rollers from Michigan are really visceral, right? They're very physical. They're not kind of heady and um at times intellectual like rockers from new york i mean even the ramones who specialized in two-minute songs they were they were kind of skinny um and pale 
right? I mean, and they were, the Ramones were nerdy. So when I, when I, when I think of another New York band, Blue Oyster Cult, I wouldn't really call them visceral. Although they kind of, they're kind of leaning more into the visceral than some other New York bands. Maybe the dictators are, but again, the dictators, they're, they're kind of, again, sarcastic, ironic, but they could fit in with a band from Michigan. So I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Grand Funk Railroad. You have Ted Nugent from Michigan. Again, visceral, right? The guy hunts, uh, you know, he's a wild man. The MC5. You know, the MC5 were, were like, in some ways, although there were more members in the band, they were like the radicalized version of Grand Funk Railroad. But again, visceral. You know, they're physical, you know, that when, when uh, they start off kick out the jams, it's like, kick out the jams, motherfucker, right? It's visceral. They're letting you know they're coming. Iggy Pop from Michigan, physical, right? Always doing these things contortions on stage throwing himself into the audience breaking glass over his over his chest you know he's he's again there's this kind of visceral physical component to these guys from michigan even kid rock who's from michigan is again kind of visceral right he's not heady he's not intellectual these guys are not west coast either Right. They're not psychedelia San Francisco and they're not kind of Laurel Canyon esque um, part of the avocado mafia. They're singing about their feelings and love and relationships and, uh, and to some extent, even the protests with the man, right? No, these guys are different. They're really the kind of the salt of the earth Midwest visceral rock. And and uh I don't think it's a bad thing. Is it isn't uh Greta Van Fleet from Michigan too? I think they might be. If you don't know who Greta Van Fleet is, they're, they're accused of being complete Led Zeppelin ripoffs. But again, they're young, they come from that part of the world, and they're playing a type of music that is more muscular and physical than other brands of kind of nerdy, you know, geek rock in a lot of ways. Anyway, I thought it was a good song to start the show with and kind of get things moving in the background. I love this goat. So we're in Capricorn season. I decided to throw a little bit of a goat imagery. I was trying to find some goats that are, you know, they, they climb these, like there's a dam in Italy, all these famous pictures of these goats just like standing sideways and scaling up this freaking dam. I mean, it's really remarkable. Now the mountain goat, which we see here, who's incredibly nimble and able to um, navigate these very intense peaks. I learned today that it is a member of the Ibex family. I did not know that you learn something new every day that the uh, mountain goat and the Ibex they're cousins. 
anyway, how is everybody? Uh, we just uh, did just under, I think just around 30 minutes. I try to get it into 20 with the astral weather. I don't want to just extend this thing. I'm trying to be as brief and economical as possible. I'm, fo I'm following the, uh, the currents of Capricorn. Economical. To the point. Get it done. With Jupiter in my first house, I have a tendency to stretch things out a little bit. But uh, happy birthday, George Foreman. Today's his birthday. An interesting day of birthdays. It's uh, Jared Kushner's birthday. I almost, I almost talked about him. But Foreman's more interesting. And in a lot of ways, more inspiring. Like, I just don't want to give Jared fucking Kushner my energy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no. Uh, I almost talked about Linda Lovelace. Almost. And then I almost talked about Lyle Menendez, the parent killer. <laughs> uh, I think they both got married in prison, didn't they? I think they're both still in prison, too. That was crazy. That was definitely crazy. Anyway, uh, we had a good show this morning. If you have not seen it, just go on over to the 11th house and check out the astro weather. So we have a lot of ground to cover today. I mainly want to talk about what's going on with the uptick in people that are suddenly dying, suddenly collapsing. And it's becoming way more noticeable. You even have people like Fauci now who is talking about it. He's he's now, they're now on the defensive and trying to deflect and distract from the fact that um, the receipts are coming in fast and furious. We're going to look at a few of those today. Uh, there's also some other things that are happening as well specifically as it relates to Joe Biden. And there was some, uh, the, some news that came across the old wire last night. It's very interesting about Biden. And um, his days as president might actually be numbered. And I made a prediction that by March... Uh, Kamala Harris to become president. And I don't think that that's too far afield at this point. So I'll cover some of the Biden stuff as well. But the, the majority of today's show is going to kind of center around uh, people that are dropping like flies. I mean, that's the title of the show. They're dropping like flies. Well, you don't want to drop like a fly, do you? No, you don't. You want to fly like an eagle. So in order to do that, what do you want to do? You want to stay healthy. And what's one of the things that you can do to improve the potential for optimal health? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's exploring the world of CBD. And for many people who are uh, present uh, in Chattaria, it uh, uh, feels like I'm preaching to the choir a little bit, but if you're new to the show and you're listening on the podcast, 
you know, I cannot stress um, just how much the products of True Hemp Science have changed my life. Every morning, I start my day off with some of the moon dust. And uh, I know that there are people that like to use the moon dust in their smoothies, or they like to, you know, mix their moon dust with, you know, other new tropics and um, just absolutely swear by, you know, you know, their alchemical blend, right? I just, I put it in my coffee. It's part of my power coffee routine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, part of my power coffee routine, you know, part of that has uh, the moon dust and collagen and MCT oil uh, and grass fed butter. And I blend that thing up every day. So moon dust is part of my CBD regimen. And of course, another part of my CBD regimen is uh, the gummies, but there's more. There's so much more. It looks like Chris might have changed his homepage a little bit. I'm still waiting for this. The internet is really weird today. Really weird and slow. But let me give you a visual of uh, the True Hemp Science website. And it looks like it's going straight to uh, the products page. And this is a this is a quote from the website. We number our CBD products by strain, farm, and extraction method to differentiate them. They are all slightly different. It will all work to help restore balance to your body. We promise you premium quality, pure ingredients, and true value. We source the highest grade organic hemp from around the world. That's really important. You're getting organic hemp uh, to handcraft the finest full-spectrum CBD products. Trium Science offers the best CBD oils and products in Austin. They have been voted best CBD in Austin, by the way. In the Austin, Texas, that we strive for transparency and excellence in our relationship with our customers. CBD has huge potential. Join us on the adventure. So I'll get out of here because it seems like it is uh, getting caught in the cycle here. It has nothing to do with the website. This is I've been having a challenging morning with the speed of the internet. But if you're interested in CBD and you want to check out the products, um, go to truehemscience.com forward slash ref forward slash 23 and check out what they have. You can connect with them. You can call them. Uh, Chris and Marsha are incredibly knowledgeable and they're generous with their time. So if you have any questions, they're happy to answer them. So if you if you go to that link, trimscience.com forward slash RAF, uh, REF forward slash 23, spend $100 or more, type in 15MINS, and what will you get? Well, you'll get a free product. And Chris is pretty generous with that. Uh, $150 or more, and you get free shipping. So there you go. There's a, there's a little shout out for uh, True Hemp Science. Now I got to get back to chataria and let's see who's here it feels like feels like it's been a while and i know we met last thursday but it feels like it's been a while since we've 
gotten together here in the clubhouse. I do not know why the internet is really slow today. Really, really slow. Like it's taking forever for me to get back to the uh, 15 minutes of flame site. I hope I'm streaming okay. I hope the stream is coming through. Okay, so we're back there now. Now I just got to wait for, for the uh, show window to pop up. Aha, there we go. There's chat. And uh, let's see who we have here. Still waiting. God, it, fe it feels like I'm on AOL. Feels like I'm on Earthlink. I, you know, no matter how slow that shit was, it was still kind of a miracle. It's like, wow, look at this world. And I have to, I have to say, the circa 1997, I was fucking addicted to the internet. I mean, I would just get on, and I, yeah. and back then it was it was the wild west. It was total wild west, and um, it was a lot of fun. All right, let's see what we have here. Who do we have? Uh, there's my man, DJMC. What's going on, Michael? Thomas Jordan, TJ in the house. Well, you guys were here early. Pre-show. You guys should do a pre-show show. Nicholas Grimm. Morning, Nicholas. Glad you're enjoying the weather report. Christine. Oh, man. I really appreciate that, Christine. Coming from you seriously, that means a lot. Uh, Miss Miss Nakia, also expressing some affection for uh, towards the uh, Astro weather. Let's see who else do we have? Sony, what's going on, classy lady? Miss Nakia, again, uh, Julie Sunshine, big cat lady. Uh, let's see who else we have. Catherine Kramer, K2, connected with Catherine yesterday. She's got a session coming up. Hucklebuck411. What's going on, Huck? Let's see. I hope those sideburns never come back. Oh, I hope they do. I hope, I hope big burly men with sideburns and Long hair comes back. No man bun, though. Got to ditch the man bun. I've never met a woman that likes the man bun. If, if, if you're a woman in chat, let me know if you like the man bun. It's It's got to work for some dudes, right? Some, because this is what guys do. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to style myself up this way because I know somewhere that somehow that it's going to uh, impact the ladies. So they must be getting some positive feedback on the man bun. So ladies, let me know if, if you find the man bun uh, attractive. Mark, yes. What's going on, Mr. Mark? How are you doing? Elizabeth is here. Hi, Elizabeth. Uh, Lynn, checking in. Yep. Um, Supreme Court rejected the Brunson case. Not only did they reject it, but if you're paying attention, 
Do you know what they said? They said that members of Congress have immunity, that they are not bound by the Constitution. They're not bound by the Constitution. They're not bound by uh, any of the articles. They have immunity. No wonder everybody wants to be a fucking congressman. You can do whatever you want and pretty much get away with it. That was really the fine print on that whole thing. No, they got immunity. We're not gonna. We're not gonna hassle them. Uh, let's see who else is Laura here. Do we have a Laura society? Let's see who else. JJ, what's happening, JJ? JJ Rain, JJ Rain de Blanc, Queen Lisa. Checking in. Morning. Uh, more fucking hope. You're listening to General Flynn say Q was a psyop. He couldn't understand how people could be so stupid. Me too. Yeah, but you know, I got to say, Flynn, who's a Capricorn, by the way, um, he kind of took advantage of it. I mean, he was hanging out with all those people. He was hanging out with Millie Weaver. He was hanging out with... Or, um, and then you have the whole Lynn Wood. Th- I mean, I don't know. I Flynn is a really hard guy to, to wrap your arms around. He worked for Obama. His brother, I still think, still works for for Biden. the the whole The whole Flynn thing is just weird. So now, in a retrospect, retrograde, he's dissing the whole Q thing but at the time seems like he was you know kind of wrapped up in it interesting um who else do we have tondar grand funk railroad was the only train to leave flint michigan you know grand funk railroad topped the beatles record for selling out shea stadium faster of course, the Beatles had their great Shea Stadium show. Big Shea Stadium show. Uh, show. Grand Funk Railroad sold more tickets faster than the Beatles did. They were huge. From 69 to roughly 75, Grand Funk Railroad were hitting platinum, double platinum, gold. They were huge. They weren't as as big in England as they were in the States because they were an American band, but they were huge. Elvis is still the king. Did anybody see uh, one of these Q pictures where Elvis is supposed to be behind Trump? Has anybody seen that? I mean, at some point, somebody is going to either in the not so distant future or somewhere down the line, they're going to look at the whole Q thing as not just a psyop, but a quasi-religion that is populated with saints like JFK Jr. and Elvis and whoever else kind of is part of that pantheon. Like there's a whole cosmology for that system, right? 
Lisa W. That's Lisa White. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Q taught most of us things we didn't know, regardless of what the originating source of it was. Don't ever forget this. Well, there's two sides to that, right? And I've talked about this. Q was an incubator. And the thing about Q was that it accelerated a level of awareness, right? You had essentially like baseball moms talking conspiracy smack. And I talked about this a long time ago. So yes, there was an acceleration and there is the downside of that. And the downside of that is some of the, I think, more insidious um, components to trust the plan, um, two more weeks, and then creating a scenario where there is a kind of a, a fictional um, war against good and evil. And by the way, I don't think that that negates the fact that there are entities in the world who are at odds with one another. I mean, this goes back a long ways, right? Theoretically, the conflict starts with uh, the law of one and this is a Belial. And this has been going on for theoretical centuries. And one believes that humanity can manage itself. The other group believes that uh, humanity uh, can't even wipe their ass. So they have to manage humanity. And I think this is really at the heart of it, where all of this comes from. And we just have our own uh, more modern, updated version. However, that said, you know, a lot of this stuff can be weaponized against the general populace. And now, because of what happened or what didn't happen, it's cast a pretty dark shadow over the so-called truth movement, right? They're, they're able to uh, demonize it and characterize it as being uh, fantasy or um, tinfoil hat. Right. So they weaponize the whole thing. It's it's kind of like when an immune system begins to attack itself. So it's a it's a really loaded piece. And you know, anyway, I'm gonna get off it, but that's my take on it. All right. I think we're good, right? Is everybody here? We all here? And we got more people. Steve, throw at the door. What's happening? No one you know. Iggy, one sick motherfucker, though. Iggy was interesting. Uh, Michigan likes to rock. Their wee Willie Whitmer hanging out. Del Shannon. Bob Seeger. Here's another one. Bob Seeger is visceral, right? Bob Seeger has a lot of soul in his voice. Del Shannon. I wouldn't call Del Shannon visceral, but he's part of the group. And yes, the MC5. Mark Farner, he did become a born again Christian. Feels like grunge is coming back, though. Interesting. 
let's see who else do we have. Julie Sunshine from Michigan. Yeah, she's visceral. Break out your break out your fender strat, Julie. Catterwall. Kelly B's here. What's going on, Kelly? Mark Matheny, my astrological brother from another mother. Elizabeth rewatched the Hobbit series this weekend, and there's a cool scene with these mountain goats. But I, goats are a trip, man. Oh, by the way, there's a new there's a new cat that's shown up here. I'll tell you more about the new cat in a second. Watch them blaming it. They already are. There it are blaming it on the sun. Uh, Timothy Hartful, what's going on, Timothy? Yeah, I was on with, quite frankly, last night, barely. Boy, did I have a Mercury retrograde fucking experience. I was kind of out of it yesterday. I have to say, I was kind of out of it. You know, I think it, I think it had to do with that... Uh, that full moon, which I really loved. But Capricorn, the sun squaring my moon, squaring Mercury. You know, that's going on. That always happens. The full moon squares my, my moon and Mercury. So it's going through these squares and feeling kind of kind of Capricorn Saturned out yesterday. And of course, the whole time, you know, I was kind of out of it. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't do Sunday night show. I mean, I was, I was zonked, man. I was totally zonked. And we'd been out um, over the weekend. So by the time I got home, I just really didn't have enough time to prepare a show. In fact, I was so out of it. I actually did my show on the wrong channel yesterday. <laughs> I did it on the backup channel. And it was one of those weird moments where I'm going through my YouTube channel. I was like, where the fuck is my show? I know I did it. I'm like, well, maybe I should check the other channel. And lo and behold, it was one of these foggy moments, right? I just checked the other channel. So I downloaded it, and then I put it up on the 11th House channel, which was good because I've got a new editing system. I'm trying to figure out um, the ins and out of it, outs of it. I'm telling you, Uranus in my sixth house has been a real uh, interesting uh, transit let's put it that way but i love frank i think he's great he's going to be on the show on friday uh on the forecast so we're going to learn more about quite frankly on friday and i i think he does a terrific job uh he's got the he's got the radio patter down he's really good at framing questions he's an excellent listener and he's really good at taking the, the subject and then building on it or kind of forking off and taking a little bit of a different path, but not too far afield. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to Friday show. I really like him. And um, we're going to get into the Biden thing. The, let's see, Scrubbies is here. What's happening? Good to see you, Tamara. East, I like a little CBD mixed with a dash of THC. You're not the only one. Uh, I'm not including myself in that category, but I'm just telling you, you're not the only one. 
Let's see, who else do we have? Anybody new? Anybody new? Going once, going twice. Chris and Steve are here. The, uh, the Gnostic Show, a lot of great reviews on the Gnostic Show with the Krimis. And they knocked it out of the park. Um, anyone else having weird electric anomalies? Well, here with uh, the internet, the answer to that would be yes. East says no. Four bulbs in one day plus a bathroom heater. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Kia says, hell's no on the man bun. Lynn, no man bun. I like men with long hair, but I'm an old hippie. What about a man with pigtails? Nicholas, that's that's next level. That's totally next level. Uh, Cherie is here. Hi, Cherie. Cherie, Cherie. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, Julie's got a different opinion about a man bun. On a cute guy, the man bun looks nice. I don't like hair tickling my neck either. Let's see. Who else? Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is from Hucklebuck. Uh, said during an interview on Sunday that she believed Joe Biden was legitimately elected as president. Another sellout. I, you know, she's a Gemini. They're, they're a sign that'll flip their script. I mean, look at Trump. Trump was a Democrat. Then he was a Republican. Who knows what Trump is now? And then he would say, I'm a globalist. I'm a nationalist. I'm a globalist. I'm a nationalist. Look at Kanye, who, by the way, we have not seen Kanye in about a month. Somebody put out an uh, APB for Kanye. I imagine the next time we see him, he'll pop up in Israel uh, wearing a yarmulke at the Wailing Wall. I talked about that. I said, don't be surprised if Kanye shows up at the Willing Wolf. But that's what Geminis do. They will flip their script. And that's exactly what Marjorie Taylor Greene has done. And there is a, you know, a really nice picture with her standing next to Kevin McCarthy, and they're all smiles. All smiles. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Are we through? Oh, there's Bo. What's going on, Mr. Bo? Mr. Kabuki Theater. Good to see you. Oh, thanks, Nicholas. It was, it was, it was one of those moments where it's like, oh shit. Everybody's texting me. You're supposed to be on Frank. Frank's looking for you. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. It's kind of cool though, in some ways. So thanks to y'all, y'all got my attention. And then um, we got there, which was important. Um, first time, hey, hello, welcome. 
Welcome, first timer. Nice to see you. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green has some backstory. Yeah, the whole thing with the gym and her husband and open source marriage. And there's rumors that Marjorie Taylor Green is more of a heave and a sh- I don't know. You, you know. But she definitely used the Q thing to um, to boost herself. You know, where's she from? North Carolina or Georgia? I think she's from. I think she's from North Carolina. I could be wrong. But they didn't care. They're like, yeah, we like you. Um, all right, who else? Kanye made an appearance recently with some unknown woman. Oh, good. Man, there's a lot of venom. There's a lot of venom in uh, Chataria. Get it out. Get it out. Let it go. Get the venom out. Let's see if I can get this video to play. Okay, let's get into... There we go. The video is playing. All right. Uh, and then we have the sound down. We have the sound down. Sound down. Weird. Not getting a lot of, uh, getting a lot of lag. They call it latency. Okay. So let's get into, um, some of the drop like flies stories. So on Sunday, speaking of goats, the Los Angeles Rams uh, were playing the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And guess what happened? Los Angeles Rams, Russ Yeast, second NFL player this week, hospitalized for scary chest injury. So let's get into this a little bit. In a moment with some eerie similarities to the DeMar Hamlin incident earlier this week. Let's put that on pause. Los Angeles Rams rookie Russ Yeast was sent to the hospital on Sunday after suffering a serious injury to his chest. Let me get rid of this window. There we go. The events of the week, 17 Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals made national headlines. Second-year player, DeMar Hamlin, suffered a serious blow to his chest. I've been watching football for a very long time. A very long time. I have seen far more more serious blows to the chest. I think the most famous serious blow to the chest was when Steve Atwater tackled Christian Okoye. And Okoye was this absolute beast of a running back. I think he was around 6'3", about 230 pounds. 
he was a shot putter, but he could run like a, you know, a four, four, five, 40 four, you know, the guy was just a crazy physical specimen and his nickname was the Nigerian nightmare. And Steve Atwater stopped him in his tracks and it was a chest shot. That was a chest shot. If you can, if you can knock a 230 pound man who's as fast as the wide receivers who are considered the greyhounds of the team, if you can knock that guy backwards with a blow to the chest, that's a blow to the chest. What T. Higgins did to uh, Jamar Hamlin, I would say is run of the mill. It's a run, it's a run of the mill hit. All right, enough of that. Um, the hit is believed to have caused commodio cortis and sent the defensive back into cardiac arrest. How many NFL games? have there been played since the inception of the league we're, we're going back to the 1930s i mean we're, we're talking probably close to 100,000 games including playoff games and this is the first time anybody has suffered commodio cortis Few will be able to forget the image of the field at Paycor Stadium being filled with players and an ambulance entering it to take Hamlin to the hospital after needing to be resuscitated. Fortunately for him, after being in intensive care for several days, his health has remarkably improved. He is likely to return to a normal life after the near-death incident. Okay, so we have three potential scenarios there. Scenario one is it was all fake. That's scenario one. It's all a fake. Um, he was targeted. Like, you're going to do this. And it's all fake. And I saw this uh, really interesting uh, YouTube video connecting uh, DeMar Hamlin with a number of players in the hip-hop world and how they look very similar. Um, there's a connection between DeMar Hamlin and this guy named Fetty Wap, who has the perpetual one-eye, right? And there's all this gematria that lines up with these guys. And so there's this theory that DeMar Hammond was about that life. And so he was prime in some ways. Like he may have even been targeted to perform a role. There is that scenario. When you look at all the high strange and the numbers, 
some of which may have been scripted, some of which happened on its own accord. Um, that's a scenario, right? That is a scenario. The other scenario is that there was no script, that this guy did indeed suffer some form of cardiac arrest. Now, the Bills trainer was on the field in delivering CPR, right? So would the Bills trainer have, you know, and these are people that are checking a pulse. They're doing all these things literally at the field level. So the other scenario is that um, it happened and what we're seeing uh, may not really be Lamar Hamlin. I've been watching some uh, critiques of the movie, uh, The Prestige, which stars Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. And it's basically a war of two magicians. And it's some some of the critiques are just really fascinating, really fascinating. And when you get down into like the you know the intestines of a Christopher Nolan movie, he's probably about as close to Kubrick as it gets, because there's all these layers and hidden meanings and ciphers in scenes that lead to other scenes later on in the movie. You know they call it foreshadowing. But they're they're both masters of it, um, and even Nolan's use of light almost rivals Kubrick. But the whole idea of magic and illusion, and everything being a part of the deception, like everything. There's a scene in the movie where. Uh, when Hugh Jackman and uh, Christian Bale are actually more on the uh, friend side than the, the competitive um, cutthroat side, they, they go to witness a, a Chinese magician. And the Chinese magician does this trick where he makes a a bull with a fish in water miraculously appear. And of course, they're both astounded by, by the trick. And the Chinese ma magician um, is old and he has a gray beard. And, um, you know, he kind of walks onto the stage and, 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 and dawdles, right? And so after the, uh, after the show is over, Christian Bale and, and Hugh Jackman go outside and they watch the Chinese magician again, kind of hunched over and dawdling, enter into the carriage, just going to take him away from the city. And Christian Bale, who has a much better eye uh, for how things work than Hugh Jackman says, this is part of the trick, referring to 
the Chinese magician walking into the carriage. So what he's essentially saying is that the Chinese magician, part of his illusion is to create the idea that he's old and he's feeble, and he's not. Because his trick requires a element and level of strength, core conditioning, and ability to literally carry the fishbowl beneath his um, tunic, right? His, his, his robe. But to do it in a way where it doesn't look any different than him being an old Chinese magician doddering would appear. It's all part of the act. Because you wouldn't think of him being able to do that. And that's exactly what he does. He conceals the fishbowl as part of his act. Because he's not old. He's young. And he has the core strength. And he has the mobility and the agility to do a trick that is physically demanding. So that's a really interesting thing to take into account, right? That the illusion, by the time the trick happens, the illusion is well in place, well in place. Because the idea is that they're conditioning people to think along a certain line, to discount or negate the fact that a magic trick is being perpetrated on them. And I think that this really speaks in large part to the reality that we're in. Now, where are we with the DeMar Hamlin thing? How does it relate to DeMar Hamlin? I didn't really, you know, I don't spend time on Instagram. I probably should spend more time on Instagram. But a lot of these players and, and uh, people who um, wind up flashing in front of us, illuminating very quickly, have a life on Instagram. And you can learn a lot about them. So DeMar Hamlin, a second-year player, was all about that life. Right. He's flashing signals. Um, but I'm not, and again, I don't know, I don't really know what went on there. Because part of it is that you have a group of people who like I don't think they took the entire Bills team into a dark room somewhere and said, at this point, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and all you guys are going to get on a knee. And this is part of a script and that the script has us going all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, what's interesting about the Super Bowl is that it's taking place in Arizona. Now, officially, the stadium is in Glendale. But the city that it's associated with is, drumroll please, the Phoenix. Or Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. So keep that kind of as part of this backdrop, right? 
Keep that as part of the, the illusion, the grand stage. Will DeMar Hamlin be resurrected at the Super Bowl like the Phoenix? And again, this he could be dead for all I know. He could have experienced a miraculous recovery that all the power of prayer that went into it actually mounted to something. His foundation for getting kids toys now is probably about eight and a half, nine million strong. It's an interesting way to make sure people get paid. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. And what was really interesting about this video is when this guy put up all these other hip hop characters, a lot of them actually looked like Damar Hamlin. There was very close association um, in terms of like their eye line and symmetry, um, the braided hair. Very interesting. And this brings up the prestige. And if you haven't seen the prestige, I don't want to blow any spoilers for you, but it's a movie that has a lot to do with doubles. Stand-ins. Would it be that hard to find a DeMar Hamlin stand-in? No, I don't think so. Not at all. But then again, you'd have to go into the family and have the family. But we've seen this already. We've already seen this. We've seen this with George Floyd. This is like the antithesis of the George Floyd moment. So it's instead of uh, George Floyd, it's interesting too, like George Floyd's a Libra. And Damar Hamlin's an Aries, so we have the opposition. But George Floyd was sanctified, right? He was sanctified. He was martyred, St. George. And you had all these people praying to George Floyd. Praying to George Floyd. Praying for George. Praying for his, uh, his child, his baby mama. His, his goofy ex-girlfriend, all these prayers, and all the money that went into George Floyd's GoFundMe, millions and millions of dollars. And this is, in some ways, very similar. And when I was on Frank last night, we talked about this whole idea of emotion in how humans are really being drained off of their emotional content. And so what we get is we, we get outrage. That's, that's the, that's the emotion um, that is allowable in the marketplace. It's outrage. We get two minutes of hate. So when we have, 
a Damar Hamlin moment with all the strange synchronicities, the two and the three and the three, three, three. Like there's a, a picture of him in his hospital bed where it's him and two other people, one on either side, and all three of them are wearing number three. Players around the NFL on Sunday, love for DeMar, number three. I mean, all this stuff was whipped up. They had all the merch going to all the teams quickly. And then you had Robert Griffin III wearing a DeMar Hamlin jersey. So you have 33 again on um, Sunday Night Football. It's very interesting, right? Very, very interesting. And it's all moving towards the Super Bowl, the grand stage in Phoenix. Glendale, but Phoenix, right? All right, let's talk a little bit more about um, yeast. If you'll be able to, okay, so the situation was highly emotional for Bills players. So they're really talking about the Bills. Finally, we get to uh, Russ Yeast. He was in the game for another player. He was knocked out of the game with what was called a chest injury. While he was listed as questionable uh, to return, he never did. Following the game, Athletic Rams beat writer Jordan Rodrigue was one of several individuals that reported Yeast never came back in the field because... He required a trip to the hospital after suffering a pulmonary contusion. The 23-year-old who was drafted in the seventh round in April is reportedly in stable condition, expected to stay overnight in the hospital for observation. A pulmonary contusion is essentially a bruise on the lung. However, what happened to Hamlin, any chest injury that requires a visit to the hospital for football player is sure to set off some alarms for Rory. However, Los Angeles Rams player should be just fine in a few days. So there's that, right? There's another player. Why didn't they just say a lung contusion? Pulmonary is your heart. Not the only athlete. This one is really a trip. And some of you who are on the scene probably know about it. Old Dominion basketball player, Emo or Imo Essien, collapses on court. He's not the first guy. There was a guy last year um, during March Madness. I think it was might have been a semifinal or a final game. I think he played for North Carolina. That dude collapsed. So this isn't the first time this has happened. A scary scene unfolded Saturday when a college basketball player collapsed on the court during a game between Old Dominion and Georgia Southern. With a little over 13 minutes remaining in the first half, Old Dominion sophomore guard Imo Essien 
was playing defense when he abruptly collapsed on the court. In a video of the incident, Essien appeared to have briefly attempted to get back up before going down in pain. Essien appeared to remain conscious throughout the ordeal and walked off the court after he was helped up by trainers. So let's uh, let's blow this up, make it bigger, and um, let's watch this from the beginning. Okay, I'm gonna. So here he is. He's right here. Look what his number is. Right here, we have number three. Here, we have number 11. And let's, uh, let's play. Of their game today, keep your eyes on number three, right side of your screen. That's Emo Isian. Salt and slowly goes down to the ground. Players 13, he collapses at 13 minutes. upset after watching. Take a look. Number of ODU players. Of they're freaking out. 13 13. Was okay. Thankfully, trainers from both he schools were able to get emo. 13 13. And the score is Georgia Southern 13. Old Dominion 7. Add them up. You get 20. Throw in the 30 there. Now you've got 23. You're going to have a field day with this one. Sorry about that. Uh, we're back. And I do not know what the hell happened. I want my goat back. My goat's not even there. Reality is becoming very slippery. Very, very slippery. Okay, what do I want instead of the goat? How about a little northern lights? There we go. Get some northern light. So I apologize for that. All of a sudden, the stream had ended. But due to my due diligence, my my indefatigable commitment to getting this show done, I went back all the way through, made all the hookups again, and here we are. Because we're not done. We're not done until I say we're done. Because there's more. Oh, yes. There's more. What is, what is all this? This is interesting. Um, all, so Zoom has all these little, little tools now on their sidebar. Very interesting. So there's another event that took place. Um, uh, so I want to I find out what that guy's number is. Um, old Dominion player. What's his number? I couldn't really see his number. I'm Essien. Let's find out what his number is.
ODU Sports. His number's three. He's number three. I'm Oessian, number three. So here we go. Saw action in all 32 games, averaging seven minutes per game. 32, the inversion of 23. And he's from Wiley, Texas. Went to Bishop Lynch High School. I'm Oessian. I'll give you a visual. Here he is, number three. And what is Damar Hamlin's number three? Interesting, right? Okay, we're not done. We're not done. Oh, no. Up in the great white north in Canada, this is all within like a 48-hour period. Canadian broadcaster, a reporter, almost collapses during live TV. Jessica Robb can be seen having trouble speaking and running out of words. At one point, she looks bewildered and appears to lose her balance. Let me, um, I got to go back in here and enable the audio. Let me do that. And then we'll, we'll play her segment. And uh, this is on Twitter. We're going to play her segment here. Segment. Um, well, this was posted at 8, 11 PM on January 8th. So here we go. If it doesn't, the case can be referred to the International Court of Justice. All right, so Jessica, how do families of the victims feel about this progress that has come just a week before the third anniversary? Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nairman, I... Looking at uh, after the, to the, the day, families are pushing feds to pushing the feds to. Sorry, Airman, I'm <laughs> I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to. Okay, we'll come back to you right now, and we'll make sure that Jessica, you are doing okay. Thank you. Whoa. We'll make sure that Jessica is okay. Whoa. Look at the uh, look at the eyes on this one. Wow, I don't know about this person. She's got crazy eyes. They're little evil parts too. Like, look at that look. That's kind of scary. I mean, aside from Jessica, this newscaster is kind of terrifying. Okay. At the risk of sounding like a male chauvinist pig and a sexist, I don't remember news anchors 
showing up like this. What do I mean like this? First of all, I don't, I don't remember them um, wearing an army tent for a top on a newscast. Just saying. Um, and, you know, they're, they're introducing us to the new normal. And by the way, I have no problem with people who are large. I just, I don't, trust me. I don't have a problem with it. But now it feels like it's being, we're being force fed this. Where this is going to become the new model, the new standard. And look, I'm sure some man or woman out there finds this person attractive. There's somebody for everybody, right? But, in, and, and, and I'm not even really advocating the Barbie doll model for newscasters either, which we've seen for a very long time. But this looked like they just found somebody. They found somebody at Starbucks and said, hey, do you want do you want a job doing the news? So let's go back to um, Jessica. Look at her. Oh, she's going to be safe. She's with somebody. We'll make sure she's safe exactly what she's saying. But let's go back to Jessica. Jessica is really losing it here. Look, look at the look on her face. Like she's just checked out. This is this is like the Tiffany Dover stare. She's in trouble. She's in trouble. She kind of has a handle on it right here. And then all of a sudden, she's gone, right? This, this person is having a seizure. And then look at her. It's almost like, it's almost like she's taking pleasure in this. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but her reaction and, and some of the gazes I'm getting out of her eyes are just, look at that. That's just terrifying. If you're watching this, you can't tell me that's, that's not a terrifying kind of grin. Am I right? That's weird. We are living in a very weird universe. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Biden before I officially sign off and not unofficially sign off. Um, so last night it was revealed on CNN of all networks that there was a think tank associated with Joe Biden where they had found 
documents that were related to, quote unquote, nuclear secrets at this think tank. And that based on the date of the documents, that those documents had been there since, was it 2013, if I'm not mistaken? This is really big news, right? Because Biden was vice president. And if you're a president, you can declassify anything you want and take it with you. Obama emptied the White House before he left. Who knows what he took with him? But as a vice president, you can't. So now all of a sudden, and apparently I didn't see it, but CNN was kind of freaking out. This is the story to watch. That these documents, which are state-sensitive documents, have now been uncovered. And Biden could be in seriously hot water as a result of this. And it could pave the way for uh, Kamala Harris becoming president. Now, based on her chart, I said that the likely time for that would be early March, possibly late February. If this is true about these documents, then I don't think that that prediction is too far afield. So keep your eye on this. This is all Mercury retrograde stuff too. Mercury and Capricorn and things coming up from the past and affecting literally the executive branch, which does represent uh, or Capricorn connected to the executive branch. So this is a part I, I wanted to get to before the end of the show. And what I'll do tomorrow is we'll do a bit of a follow-up on that. and. Um, We'll see where this whole thing goes, right? And apparently there are a number of ironclad promises that Kevin McCarthy agreed to. I mean, you had some people that were kicked off of these committees very quickly. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being one of them. So, so these may be cosmetic changes. But even at times, um, what appears to be a slight cosmetic change can have a ripple effect. We'll follow up more on that tomorrow. Anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being patient as I dealt with and navigated the uh, little tech issue we had today. So for Jasper and myself, use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart to step on what's possible. Um, I'm, Rob, I'm Robert Phoenix, and you've been watching 15 Minutes of Flame. And by the way, if you came over from YouTube, thank you for doing that. Thanks for watching. You know, I talked, by the way, I talked about the moon at the anoretic degree of Leo in conjunct Pluto as it relates to things like the heart. 
And so I, one of the reasons why I have this channel is because we can have different types of conversations here, right? So you can always come here, hang out, and um, we can circle around uh, the, the, for, the forbidden words on 15 Minutes of Flame. All right. Take good care. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.